It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today. First, we want to get to the latest developments in the Middle East. Israel and Hamas have agreed to extend their truce. They will pause fighting until early Thursday. That brings the halt to six days. And we get the latest from Bloomberg's Rosalind Matheson. What we know is that this extension, which was somewhat expected, is likely to be under the same terms as we've seen so far, which is roughly for every one hostage released by Hamas, one Israeli hostage, that there's at least three Palestinian hostages released in turn by the Israelis. So it's about a one for three exchange. What we do know is that those exchanges have happened so far every day in the truce, even if they've happened sometimes quite late in the day, because they're has been continued arguing through the day about some of the terms and conditions. Bloomberg's Roz Matheson says the truce comes as Secretary of State Antony Blinken heads to Israel for the third time since the Hamas attack. Well, Nathan, Elon Musk says he'd like to help rebuild Gaza after the war with Hamas. The billionaire was in Israel yesterday and made the comments in a conversation with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Those who are intended murder must must be neutralized. Uh, then uh, the the propaganda must stop. Um, that is training people to be murderers in the future, and then and then and then making uh, Gaza prosperous. And if if, if if that happens, I think it will be a good future. Well, I hope you'll be involved in it, and I'd love to help. And Musk's Israel visit appears to be an effort to defuse a growing backlash over his endorsement of an anti-Semitic tweet last week. Corporations, including Apple and Walt Disney, stopped advertising on X over concerns of increasing anti-Semitism and hate speech on the site since he purchased it. Well, Karen, the first of three U.S. military relief flights carrying aid for the Gaza Strip is set to arrive in Egypt later today. Senior U.S. officials say the flights will carry winter clothing, food, medical items, and supplies specifically for children. This comes as the Biden administration seeks to escalate assistance to Palestinian civilians amid pressure from fellow Democrats. Well, Nathan, aid to Israel is one of the issues awaiting lawmakers on Capitol Hill. The House is back in session today after the holiday break. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says he wants to vote as soon as next week on $106 billion in aid to Israel, Ukraine and border security. But former Republican Congressman Mick Mulvaney says it'll be tough to pass it all before the end of the year because Congress is not facing a government shutdown deadline by then. Typically, big deals would get done at Christmas. And again, right before the August recess, because that's when Congress wants to go home. Well, they don't have the, the sort of the, the sort of Damocles to hold over the members right now because the funny deals go beyond Christmas. 
And former Congressman Mick Mulvaney says Israel aid could pass alone before Christmas because it has bipartisan support. And he was a guest on Bloomberg Sound On. Get the full interview on the Sound On podcast. Well, meanwhile, Karen, President Biden is cautioning corporations against taking advantage of inflation relief. We get that story from Bloomberg's Ed Baxter. President Biden has taken credit for easing supply chain pressures and lowering inflation, but says more needs to be done. Let me be clear. To any corporation that's not brought their prices back down, even as inflation has come down, even as supply chains have been rebuilt, it's time to stop the price gouging and give the American consumer a break. Biden also says he set up a council to review supply chain actions, calling it an early warning system. Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Radio. All right, Ed, thank you. Well, we turn to the markets now, and it's shaping up to be a November to remember. We get the latest from Bloomberg's John Tucker. John. And Karen, stocks have rallied more than 8%, marking one of their strongest gains for the month since records began. Signs of slowing inflation and measured jobs growth have also unleashed a Treasury rally, with cent yields tumbling for their highest in more than a decade. And those lower yields mean the dollar is headed for its steepest monthly drop in a year. There's a consensus that not only has the Fed stopped raising interest rates, but investors are pricing in around 95 basis points of rate cuts into the end of next year. Well, not everybody's on board with a bull case. Strategists at Citigroup say underlying bullish signs from futures flows are starting to fade. I'm John Tucker, Bloomberg Radio. Okay, John, thanks. We got some news on the IPO market this morning. Sources tell Bloomberg Reddit is again holding talks with potential investors for an initial public offering for the social media company. And we get that story from Bloomberg's Charlie Pellet. Hopefuls are preparing for a long-awaited reopening of the market for new listings. Sources say the San Francisco-based firm, whose users helped fuel the meme stock frenzy that made 2021 a banner year for equities, is weighing an IPO as soon as the first quarter. Bloomberg News reported last year that Reddit was working with Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs on the listing and was considering a valuation of as much as $15 billion. In New York, Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Radio. All right, Charlie, thank you. Well, fast fashion retailer Sheehan has filed confidential, uh, confidentially with U.S. regulators for an IPO that could take place next year. Bloomberg News has learned the online retailer, which was founded in China, is working with Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, and Morgan Stanley on the listing. Sheehan's come under fire for poor labor conditions in factories, in partners with overproduction of poor quality garments, and the use of cotton from a Chinese region accused of using forced labor. Futures this morning, little change. NASDAQ futures lower, though, down a tenth of a percent on about 22 points. Ten-year Treasury down 2.30 seconds, yield 4.39 percent. And the yield on the two-year is at 4.90 percent. Straight ahead, we have more local headlines, plus a check of sports. And this is Bloomberg. And it is time now for a look at some of the other stories making news around the world. For that, we're joined by Bloomberg's Amy Morris. Amy, good morning. Good morning, Karen. Scandal-plagued New York Republican Representative George Santos has acknowledged he expects to be expelled from the House as soon as this week. House Speaker Mike Johnson was asked if there would be a vote on the fate of Mr. Santos as soon as this week. I've spoken to Congressman Santos uh, at some length over the holiday and talked to him about his options. Um, 
but we'll have to see. It's not uh, not yet determined. The latest blow came in the form of a 56-page report from the Health Ethics Committee released earlier this month outlining substantial evidence that Mr. Santos violated federal law. The Justice Department has charged Santos with conspiracy, wire fraud, false statements, falsification of records, aggravated identity theft, and credit card fraud. Border security is a key part of a broader legislative deal that lawmakers want to complete before the end of this year, but lawmakers are not likely to include a pathway to citizenship for young immigrants protected by the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program in the border deal. Wrapped in that conversation, a national security funding request from the White House, including aid for Ukraine. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. The biggest holdup to the national security supplement is an insistence by some Republicans, just some, on partisan border policy as a condition for Ukraine aid. Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut, a top Democratic negotiator in those talks, says while DACA is a priority that Democrats would want to see included in the deal, it does not align with what Republicans want the final bill to look like. A Moscow court has extended the detention of U.S. reporter Evan Gershkovich. Gershkovich was arrested in Russia earlier this year. He's accused of spying. Today's hearing was held behind closed doors. No press allowed inside. His detention will be extended through January 30th. A memorial service is being held in Atlanta for former First Lady Rosalind Carter. President Biden, First Lady Jill Biden, and other former First Ladies, Melania Trump, Hillary Clinton, and Laura Bush, are all expected to attend services this afternoon on the campus of Emory University. Jimmy Carter is also planning to be there. Rosalind Carter, or rather Rosalind Carter, pardon me, died on November 19th at the age of 96. Global News, 24 hours a day and whenever you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Amy Morris, and this is Bloomberg. Karen. All right, Amy, thank you. Well, we do bring you news throughout the day right here on Bloomberg Radio. But now, as Amy said, you can get the latest news on demand whenever you want it. Just subscribe to Bloomberg News Now to get the latest headlines at the click of a button. Get informed on your schedule. You can listen and subscribe to Bloomberg News Now on the Bloomberg Business app, Bloomberg.com, plus Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. It's time now for the Bloomberg Sports Update, and here's John Stashauer. John. Karen, Monday Night Football in Minnesota. The Vikings lost their quarterback, Kirk Cousins, for the season, and their star wideout, Justin Jefferson, missed another game. That's the seventh in a row, and their offense struggled. Their new quarterback, Joshua Dobbs, who had been playing well, threw four interceptions. He did throw a touchdown pass to T.J. Hawkinson with under six minutes to go. The only TD of the night for either team. It put Minnesota ahead. But Cairo Santos with his fourth field goal of the game. A 30-yarder, 10 seconds left. The Bears upset the Vikings 12-10. to Chicago 4-8. and Minnesota 6-6, six and six, just 2-4 and four at home. NBA in Philadelphia. Joel Embiid, 30 points, a triple-double. And the Sixers crushed the Lakers 138-94. to LeBron James has been playing for 21 seasons. This is the most lopsided loss of his career. Rare win for the Wizards. They won 126-107 to 107 at Detroit. Battle of the NBA's two worst teams. The Wizards are 3-14 and 14, and the Pistons are 2-15. and 15. Bruins lost at Columbus 5-2. The Minnesota Wild fired their coach Dean Evason. Wild with only five wins in their first 19 games. They're replacing him with John Hines, the former Nashville coach. Sonny Gray signed a deal with the St. Louis Cardinals. Three years, $75 million. He was the Cy Young runner-up in the American League with Minnesota. He's also pitched for Oakland, the Yankees, and Cincinnati. Outfielder Jason Hayward staying with the Dodgers. A one-year deal for $9 million. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. Karen? 
All right, John, thank you. Well, we want to get the latest out of the Middle East. We're going to be speaking with Bloomberg's Simon Marks straight ahead. He is going to join us from Tel Aviv and ahead of that conversation. Futures, again, are little change this morning. NASDAQ futures, though, lower, down a tenth of a percent. The DAX in Germany also down a tenth of a percent this morning. And the 10-year Treasury down 2.30 seconds, the yield 4.39 percent. The yield on the two-year, 4.90 percent. This is Bloomberg. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. From coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. We continue to watch for further developments in the Middle East now with the ceasefire between Israel and Hamas into overtime and the expectation more hostages will be freed from Gaza in exchange for Palestinian prisoners. Joining us once again from Tel Aviv is Bloomberg Simon Marks. Simon, good morning. What is the expectation? Is it still going to be uh, one hostage for every three Palestinian prisoners and that's how this is going to continue to go? Yes, that's uh, that does seem exactly how it's supposed to, to go ahead. Uh, um, the, the Qatari government has brought out a statement very recently saying that the terms and conditions of this truce will be identical to what we've seen uh, the previous four days. So that is going to take us through to Thursday morning here. Um, so an extra two days. And we're going to see in, in the coming sort of 48 hours whether that can be extended once again for another two days beyond that. There is some speculation that there could be another bit of wiggle room there. Do we know at this point or have we gotten any clue as to how many hostages could be released today and whether there will be any Americans on the list? Yes. So, you know, we're looking um, yes, the same as yesterday, essentially, which was 11 of the hostages in return for 33 or so um, Palestinian prisoners. That is the expectation. There obviously weren't any Americans involved uh, the last time round. Um, but there is a lot of back-channeling going on to try and make sure that the U.S. hostages do get out, although some sort of feel that you know this, this, this will wait till the very last moment, um, obviously due to the relationship between Hamas and, and the U.S. And along with back-channeling, it looks like there could be some more front-channeling as well, with Secretary of State Antony Blinken expected to arrive uh, your way uh, any moment now. Uh, what's the expectation for what the Secretary of State plans to do on this uh, third visit to the region uh, since the October 7th attack? Yes, indeed. So the Secretary of State uh, has obviously been here multiple times this time he's coming in uh, towards the end of the week, we believe, and is going to focus on talks aimed at a more lasting, peaceful solution for the pa Palestinian um, territories, the Palestinian state. He will bring this up. Um, whether or not he's going to get any traction there is, is another question with Israel obviously planning to recommence their offensive in the Gaza Strip. And another focus of his will be to make sure more aid, more humanitarian 
cover is brought into the Gaza Strip. The UN have been very vocal and, uh, you know, right up into recent hours that more is needed, especially in the north of the Strip, where you have thousands of isolated people who haven't received much aid at all. It's interesting to hear a lot more talk now about what comes after, not just the ceasefire, but after the war itself. You mentioned Secretary of State Blinken talking about a lasting solution to the crisis. We even heard from Elon Musk, of all people, yesterday in Israel talking about wanting to rebuild in Gaza after the war is over. How much pressure is there on Israel right now to try to come to some kind of resolution of this crisis? There is a growing pressure, and I think there's a growing demand um, from partners from the Gulf, including the US, to understand what Israel's plan actually is. Uh, They haven't really expressed it. There is this notion, obviously, that the Netanyahu government want to keep the West Bank occupied territories separated from the Gaza Strip. That obviously flies um, in the face of what the international community want in terms of a two-state solution which would unify these two Palestinian territories. So there's there's so much to be ironed out. And I think that's probably some of the questions that Anthony Blinken is going to want answers to when he arrives. Are we seeing that pressure, Simon, coming just from partners from the international community? Or is Prime Minister Netanyahu coming under some domestic pressure as well? We've got about a minute left. Well, yeah, obviously, um, within Israel, there is a... Uh, quite a right-wing government here at the moment. There are senior members of Netanyahu's Netanyahu's cabinet who are far on the right and are very much against this idea of a a two-state solution and want to see a continued Israeli security presence inside the Gaza Strip. They have very little faith in, um, in, in, in anything to come out of the Gaza Strip. So clearly, um, Netanyahu is going to have to thread the needle here between what the international community wants and the pressures he's facing internally to be much more hard-lined. Okay, Simon, thanks for this. Uh, We'll be checking back with you in the uh, days and weeks to come. Simon Marks of Bloomberg News joining us this morning from Tel Aviv on day five now of the ceasefire between Israel and Hamas with the expectation that uh, more hostages will be released today in exchange for Palestinian prisoners out of Israel. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed at 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak. The countdown has begun. 
This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.